Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better-than-okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello humans, it's your host Corey, and today we're going to talk about body care. Yes, yes, I know, I went on and on about how self-care is not only body care, how, in fact, there are four pillars that require equal attention, and you can revisit episode one for that rant, but it remains that I had some requests for an episode in which I outlined my own body care routine. And I thought now might be a good time to do that because the last several episodes have been quite cerebral. We've been talking about thoughts and feelings and friendships and boundaries and codependency, shadow work, lots of trauma. And so now if we balance that out by focusing on the body, it's a great metaphor for how we should always ground ourselves, how we should reconnect to the body and not spend too much time in our heads. Another preface here, of course, before I begin is that I want to fully acknowledge that I can only really talk about my body and my experiences with my body. Obviously, not all bodies are like mine. They don't look or act or perform like mine, so anything I share today is not meant to exclude anyone else. I believe all bodies are beautiful. Every single body is worthy of love. And even if your body is very different from mine, I still hope you can find something useful. Take what you can and just ignore anything that does not serve you. I also want to add that with these body care practices, it's more about how you do them than what you're doing. The attitude and energy that you bring to a self-care practice is just as important as the practice itself. If you're looking in a mirror and you're telling yourself what a piece of crap you are, it doesn't matter how expensive your skincare products are. No amount of moisturizer or makeup is going to fix the bigger issue that you're dealing with. So above all, please talk kindly to your body. Please practice gratitude for your body. Please love your body. Anything I tell you here today as something that you can do as a way to take care and honor your body, just please remember that I'm also suggesting that you do it in the most kindest, grateful, loving way that you can. Okay, that said, body care, what is it? Well, in short, it's about balance. It's about understanding the full range of a body's needs, remaining aware of those needs, and then adding counterbalance when we're doing too much or too little of something. Usually when we think of body care, we think of diet, exercise, and sleep. And I've done whole episodes on each one of those things, so please revisit those if you'd like. But there's also skin care, hair care, stress management, because stress accumulates in the body, and it's our responsibility to dispel that stress, to get the body to release that stress. There's clothing ourselves, there's hygiene, there's sex, there's physical contact, there's good habits, there's decluttering or taking care of our spaces, our homes, because your body doesn't exist in some formless, free-floating blob of space. It's also part of your surroundings, and so we need safe places in which to exist. There's also our needs for love and affection, contact with other humans, 
Not everyone came into this world with good health, nor will many of us leave the world with good health, so I don't want to say that the objective of body care is good health. That makes it sound like if you can't achieve good health, then you're bad at taking care of yourself. I'll just say that good health is a possible outcome of body care, but it's more important that you feel loved, that your body feels appreciated, feels well cared for, feels supported. So now let's get into the mechanics of my daily routine. Here are all the things that I do in a day to take care of my body. Some of it might sound silly to you because you're going to be like, well, of course I need clothes and food and shelter. That's survival 101. But if you came from a neglectful household, you might not have a basic understanding of good body care. You'd be surprised how many of us were not taught how to take basic care of our skin, of our hair, our eyes, our bones, our teeth. If something I say sounds like common sense to you, just again, you can completely disregard it if it doesn't serve you, but don't assume that your common knowledge is common for everybody. So here we go. I wake up in the morning, at least I have every morning so far, and ideally in a perfect world I would get up around 8.30, that's my natural wake time, but that usually does not happen, especially if I make the mistake of bringing my phone to bed. If I hop on the internet and start reading the news or checking the weather, I can really lose some time kind of lying there under the covers. But if I can, I try to get up earlier because the longer I lay down or oversleep, the puffier my face is, the darker my circles under my eyes because of my sinuses. They do not like it when I lay down for too long. But I am getting better at not having electronics in the bedroom, which is great for my sleep routine. I use a memory foam pillow for my neck as a way to be mindful of the stress that I accumulate in my neck muscles and in my neck bones. They do a lot of computer work, so they're highly stressed. I use silk or satin pillowcases. This is for my hair because your hair can break quite a bit from the friction of rolling around on your pillows at night, and I'm definitely a tosser for sure. So I change my pillowcases every two or three days, but that's more of a skincare issue. Pillowcases absorb the oil and sweat from our heads, our hair, and our skin at night, so it's important to change them frequently, as a satin or silk pillowcase is better for the skin to ease and prevent breakouts. I also wash my sheets once a week, and if I can, when I have the means, I am not afraid to spend money on a mattress, good bedding, good pillows. We spend so much time in bed that I consider it a worthy investment to have a good bed, to have a good bedding, but that's just me. I make my bed first thing in the morning. I open the windows to let the fresh air into my bedroom to help disperse some of those allergens and dust and dog hair that accumulate overnight. And then from the bedroom, I go to the bathroom, I put in my contacts because I'm hella blind. And eye care in general for me usually means getting my eyes examined regularly every year or two whenever my prescription runs out, having enough contacts on hand to change them as often as I need. For my particular prescription, that's once a month. I have to change out my lenses. Also, I have a pair of backup glasses for when my allergies are too bad and I can't wear contacts or my eyes are just too tired or too dry for contacts. Keeping the prescription up to date is important, but also I use eye drops if I'm looking at a lot of screens. Everything about me is on the dry side. My eyes, my skin, my hair, my sinuses. So a lot of what I do is just about like 
controlling moisture levels. But with my contacts in, I'll start my morning skincare routine. I learned about skincare from watching a lot of YouTube videos. My best advice here is just to question your source. Make sure you're listening to board-certified dermatologists or specialists and not just anybody who threw up a video on the internet. But based on what I learned, I have a four-step routine. I wash my face, uh, with a hydrating cleanser and then I apply vitamin C or hyaluronic acid. Vitamin C gives your face, you know, color, it kind of brightens it up. Hyaluronic acid plumps you up and holds moisture. Again, my moisture issues. And then I moisturize. Oh, and after I wash my face, but before I apply the vitamin C or hyaluronic acid serums, I brush and floss my teeth. I use a fancy electronic toothbrush, which I got from my dentist. At first, I thought my hygienist was upselling me, that she was just trying to get me to buy like this $150 electric toothbrush. But my last cleaning lasted like 20 minutes instead of the usual hour, hour and a half. And so I guess it really does remove plaque easier. And yes, I do go to the dentist twice a year for a cleaning and for a checkup. I also floss in the morning between skincare steps. My mother's teeth were really bad because of the lithium they made her take as a child. And so she was always so embarrassed by her smile, by her teeth. And so I kind of do my dental care almost as a way to honor my mom because I know it would make her really happy to see me taking such good care of my teeth, of my smile. So I do my best. Sometimes I use whitening strips. Maybe once or twice a year I'll go through a package. But that's about it for the teeth. I also make a conscious effort to relax my jaw throughout the day and throughout the night when I'm thinking about it. I soften my jaw so that I'm not grinding or clenching or putting too much stress on my teeth, which is something that I tend to do when I get stressed. So just checking in with my jaw periodically also helps. And after I apply my moisturizer, I also apply sunscreen. Sunscreen is a non-negotiable for me. I could just rant for 30 minutes about how everyone needs to wear sunscreen. I try not to be overly opinionated about things, but I have strong opinions about sunscreen. I'm sorry. Everyone should be wearing it every day. Cloudy days, rainy days, snowy days, when you're inside and you don't even go outside, still put on sunscreen because sun can travel through windows. In fact, one of the rays that penetrates the windows are UVA and that's the the rays that age your skin prematurely. So put on that sunscreen every two to three hours from the time you wake up until sundown. Doctors say that a good sunscreen will have at least 30 SPF broad spectrum. Broad spectrum meaning it covers all the different kinds of rays that could touch your skin. I argue that it should be 50 plus SPF because most of us forget to reapply every two to three hours. If we reply at all, it's usually at like once many hours later. And the SPF degrades as we wear it. I'm pretty sure that's true. If you are a doctor and you know about the skincare, please email me and let me know if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that the longer you wear SPF, the reason why we have to reapply is because it degrades with time. The SPF rating degrades. And the SPF rating is also based on how much you use sunscreen. So if an SPF 30 is based on a teaspoon or half teaspoon of, of the lotion, if you're only wearing a quarter teaspoon, if you're only putting on a quarter teaspoon, you're only getting SPF 15, if that makes sense. So it's important that you apply the proper amount of sunscreen to your face every time you do it. I use the two-finger method. It's basically drawing a line of sunscreen down the length of your first two fingers, index and middle, to get a sense of how much you should be putting on for each application. But I also know people who use three fingers to measure out their sunscreen. But again, it's more important that you wear it and that you put it on every two to three hours. 
It's also been talked about how lotions and sunscreen sticks are the most effective. So if you're getting SPF from like your makeup or something, it's probably not strong enough to really protect your skin from those rays. And there are a lot of videos on the internet about how to build a good skincare routine, how to find a good sunscreen, and it's all just going to depend on your skin type, what problems you're looking to correct. But one channel that I found very useful is Skincare by Hiram. He's got videos on even the really basic stuff, like how to wash your face, how to build a routine. And I started there with his Skincare 101 playlist. And I can share a link in the show notes for you. It's super informational to help us learn how to better take care of our skin. For body skin, I take a shower pretty much every day, sometimes twice a day, even though I don't wash my hair that much. And ideally, I would apply lotion to my body, something moisturizing as soon as I get out of the shower to trap in that moisture, but I'm a bit lazy about this. Kim is way better at lotioning post-shower than I am. So be like Kim, not like me. But for my hair, there's actually several different things I do. I wash my hair about two to three times a week, and that's just because my hair is really coarse and dry and thick, and when I wash it too much, it gets really sad. Like, it just becomes this stringy, crispy mess. It does not like life. When I do wash my hair, I try not to get the shampoo and stuff on my face because my products can cause a breakout. I usually go for things that are more moisturizing, again, because of my hair type. And then I also use hair oils on the nights that I don't wash. So how that works is on a night that I haven't washed my hair, when I get into bed, I'll brush it out and I'll apply probably a quarter size worth of argon or macadamia nut oil to the middle and ends of my hair. My scalp is pretty oily, so I don't put it up there or I'll just look greasy. But to the middle and the ends of my hair, I'll add the oil and then I'll braid my hair into pigtails and use a scrunchie to secure it. So that's again, kind of controlling breakage, keeping it soft, moisturized. And when I wake up in the morning, I'll undo the braids and that's pretty much it. My hair's done. I might add a little bit more oil to the ends or comb my fingers through it, but that's about it. I also have a like a curling milk lotion that I put in my hair after I wash it to kind of smooth it down. I might also apply an argon or keratin hair mask once a week in the shower and it's a long conditioning step so basically I'll wash my hair and then I'll put the mask on and then I'll continue with the rest of my shower washing my body or brushing my teeth and yes sometimes I brush my teeth in the shower I'm weird. I also wash my hands a lot throughout the day after using the bathroom of course but anytime I touch anything weird and I try to get under my nails between my fingers and then when I'm done I lotion but I can't really stand lotion on my palms so I end up wiping it off. And uh, more importantly, I have a small thing of sunscreen by the sink that I will put on the back of my hands because the back of our hands are prone to sun damage and premature aging too. So I will reapply my sunscreen after every time I wash my hands. As for clothes, I'm strange about textures and fabrics. Most of my clothing choices are about how they feel on my body rather than what they look like. And I also try to put on, quote, real clothes every day. This is a big help for my self-esteem, my mental health, if I put on an actual outfit in the mornings. I work for myself, I work from home, so I don't have to go anywhere or see anyone and that makes it very easy to live in my pajamas or my sweats all the time, which could be fun, but I personally have found that if I do it too much, I get kind of sad, I get kind of depressed, and so I try to put on real clothes every day to kind of boost my morale. 
But apart from hair, skin, clothes, and bedding, again, eating and exercise, and I encourage you to revisit those earlier episodes. And I'll just add here that in general, I try to make my meals colorful. The more color there is in a meal, the more nutritious it is. And I aim to consume mostly whole foods. Eating from cans and boxes don't really leave me feeling all that great. And when I eat actual produce or something like eggs or Greek yogurt, I just have a lot more energy. I'm also vegetarian, so I don't eat meat. I get my protein sources from beans and cheese and tofu, things like that. I'm also trying to cook more. Not a strong point of mine, but I'm getting there. Check back with me in maybe a year or five. I do take supplements every day. Right now I take a vitamin every morning, a fancy whole food one that's like just powdered beets or something. And I also take a probiotic and some biotin gummies for my hair and nails. And I suspect the biotin gummies do nothing really, but I like to take them because I basically feel like I'm getting to eat two candies every morning. So it's just a, probably something for my emotions, not actually something for my body. For exercise, I aim for a balance between cardio for my heart and for energy. Whenever I start to feel sluggish, I'm usually not doing enough cardio. And then strength training for my bones and for my muscles because quite a few of the women in my family have bone issues and heart issues. So I try to let that be my motivation for exercising and not some unrealistic goal like looking like Madonna or being a stick figure or something that's got, you know, negative narratives around it. I try to have better motivations for why I do things. I also really enjoy yoga for releasing accumulated stress from my body, but also for increasing flexibility, mobility, and balance. Mobility and balance issues increase as we age and we have more of a fall risk. So I'm just trying to stay ahead of that to keep working on my coordination. I also love to walk. It gets my heart rate up. It gives me fresh air and sunshine, which always improves my mood. So altogether, in a perfect week, I would do cardio or walking about three days a week. I would lift three days a week, and then I would do a long session of yoga on Sundays. But I also do yoga every night before bed. Just a short 10 to 20 minutes to help me wind down for the night and sleep better. I also try to get my body outside every day. That's kind of hard in Michigan winters, but during the summer, during the spring and fall, I definitely get out there because I cannot understate the benefits of good sunshine and fresh air for the body. If I can exercise or dance or run around or climb a tree when I'm outside, anything active, then that's just chef's kiss. That's the best case scenario for me. My opinion is that we literally evolved to be running around outside chasing down animals to eat and stuff, says the vegetarian who cries if she accidentally squishes a bug. But, you know, can't argue with evolution unless you don't believe in it. I also try to keep my body warmed up during the day. A lot of my work as a writer, as a podcaster, all the creative stuff is usually done sitting down. So for me, it's even worse because... I don't sit in a lovely ergonomic chair or something. I'm on a sofa, tailbone tucked, spine all jacked up with a laptop on my lap, and my neck is hunched over, and I have a 30-pound pug laying across my legs. So we're probably also looking at blood clots in addition to spinal issues. So that's kind of what my days look like. And then my evening routine, I put on my blue light glasses. This is to protect my eyes from the blue light that comes from computers, phones, electronics generally. 
blue light is known to disrupt sleep and strain our eyes, so I try to block it as much as I can. And my eyes just get tired pretty easily, even if I just watch too much TV and stuff, my eyes will get really tired, so I find that the glasses really help me in that way. I don't eat too late because that disrupts my sleep, and if I eat something too heavy, same problem. And as I said, about 30 minutes before bed, I'll do some yoga. I love yoga with Adrienne. She has a hundred videos on her YouTube channel, just about every kind of yoga you can think of. And she's also got some guided meditations and some bedtime yoga videos, so you could check those out. But I'll do my yoga, I'll get a glass of water. Oh, I forgot to talk about water. So I only drink coffee, tea, and water. I have a rule about not drinking my calories or not drinking sugar. But once in a blue moon, I'll consume some kind of fun, fruity, juice, virgin cocktail thing. But generally, I stick to coffee, tea, water. And I had to train myself to drink water. I used to drink a lot of soda, and I did not like the taste of water. Water. It was really boring to me, but I eventually trained myself to like it, to, to be satisfied with it by, you know, going from sparkling water, then down to like water with a lemon, then down to just filtered water, chilled water. I got a fancy bottle, like a bottle that you would see in like a restaurant that they pour your water from. I got two of those in my fridge. Like I make it fun if I can. And as far as getting enough water, I try to drink a full glass before every meal. And also if I get tired in the afternoons, I'll drink a glass of water before I eat a snack or something to see if that's the reason why I'm tired because I personally experience thirst as sleepiness sometimes and all it takes is a glass of water to perk me up. But then I also do this thing where I take a large glass of water to bed so that I can drink it at night if I need it, but also I finish it first thing in the morning so that way I can start my day off with a glass or two of water then as well. But anyway, I get my glass of water, I go up to bed, and I do my nighttime skincare routine, which includes double cleansing. Double cleansing because I've been putting on layers and layers of sunscreen all day. But if you wear makeup or anything, you'll, you'll also want to double cleanse. And that means going in with a cleansing balm or a cleansing oil first to kind of break down everything that's stuck to your skin. And then after you wash with that, rinse that off, going in with the normal water-based cleanser like what I used in the morning to get the rest of it off. And then I follow with a retinol because I'm at the age where I got to think about those wrinkles. And then more moisturizer. Another pass with the electric toothbrush. I might take a quick shower, again, just a rinse unless I'm washing my hair, paying attention to the bottoms of my feet because I might have been walking around outside all day because hopefully I went out and got myself some fresh air and then I get in bed. If I didn't wash my hair, I do the oil and the brushing and the braiding then. And I'm aiming for nine hours of sleep. That's what's good for me. But usually it could be split up between eight to eight and a half at night and then 20 to 30 minutes of a nap in the afternoon. I nap on most afternoons. I get tired around two, three o'clock. So I usually take a quick nap. And so that's what the days look like, but there are also some general occasional acts of body care. So for example, I always get my yearly exam with my primary care physician, including my pap smear. I go to the dentist every six months, like I said, to get my teeth cleaned, checked out. I always wear a seatbelt if I'm in a car. I try to wear a helmet if I'm on my bike. I'm trying to get better about that. I'm not perfect at that. As far as body care that's a little bit more exciting and luxurious, I will get my hair done every four or five months. I get it dyed, cut, cleaned up because my hair is, again, pretty thick. And so 
Teresa, my lovely hairstylist, she'll go in and she'll thin it out for me, make it look like something that's not a blob. I also will get the occasional manicure. I don't get fake nails. I can't really type well with them, but I do like the whole removing my cuticles, massaging my hands. It's very relaxing. It's very nice. So basically, in short, all my body care stuff is just a routine that focuses on restoring balance. Whatever I need to balance out myself, that's what I do in that moment. If I've been inside too much, I go outside. If, if I've been lying around too much or sitting too much, I get up, I stretch, I move. If I'm eating too much sugar or I try to cook more or make a meal with foods and spices. If I'm not getting enough sleep, I'll prioritize my sleep that night. I'll take a a nap, I try to figure out why my sleep is suffering, I add counterweight where it's needed. And then when possible, I squeeze in a few of those things that make me feel like I'm living a luxurious life, like I'm really living it up. Maybe that's new skincare products or a new set of bedding or a bath bomb. Maybe it's camping or being outdoors or I'll get a nice soft new shirt. Maybe it's a fancy baguette and a cheese plate or the manicure. Whatever it is, it's just something that helps me to feel like I'm not just meeting my needs, but I'm exceeding them. And so I'll do that. And again, remember, it's not about what you're doing as much as it is about focusing on how you do these things. How you do it is just as important as the body care act itself. Kind words, affirmation, gratitude, love, these things will help you get the most out of your body care practices. It will help you feel the most loved and well cared for above and beyond the other stuff. So that's it for this week. I know it was a really basic episode. I hope you found something useful, maybe a useful idea. And I want to thank you so much for listening. And of course, I'll be back next week. And until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Corey Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.